Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And before we dive into today's episode, we wanted to say that we are so glad that you all enjoyed the private practice episode that came out last week with Jenna. We've had some questions about our personal experiences and um, with starting our own private practices and hope that you guys continue to reach out to us or Jenna with any questions that you guys may have in the future. Our episode today is going to be all about PPE and some sanitation and cleaning tips for those materials that you guys are using in therapy. Yeah, so this topic today is very relevant and it's one that we never really thought we'd be talking about, or at least I didn't think I'd be this passionate about. Um, This global pandemic is something that I feel like none of us really prepared for. We are now six, is it six months? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Six so long. <laughs> yeah, right. And I still, I feel like I still find myself just baffled that we are in this situation and that this is how life is. Um, and I keep seeing people calling life the new normal. And I don't know about you, but it just kind of frustrates me because this will never be normal. Like, I don't really care how long it goes. I just feel like this isn't normal. And I think we're adapting in order to gain that sense of normalcy um, or something close to it. But, you know, this, this normal is not normal to us. So overall with um, our topic today, masks are essential to stopping the spread of COVID. We want to make sure that's known. Um, this is based on science. We're not here to talk politics. We are talking the facts. Um, If you feel otherwise about masks, perhaps you should stop listening. I don't mean that in a mean way, but again, we're not trying to make a political statement. We are just stating the facts. We believe and we believe strongly that everyone should take this seriously. Um, So that being said, although needed, masks are causing this huge communication barrier, which is what we're going to talk about first, Uh, this huge communication barrier in our society. And it's our job as SLPs to acknowledge this and educate people on this. I think all of us as SLPs and probably even parents are getting a little nervous about what that communication breakdown is doing and how it will have long-term effects on our children. So there was actually a study, and I just wanted to touch on this real quick for a little bit of background. There was a study conducted in May of this year, so May 2020, on the actual decibel levels of our voices with masks on and how these voices were perceived with different masks on. So they, the study, it was in a range of 2000 to 7,000 Hertz was the range that speech um, was conducted. And they found that the perception of speech was three to four decibels quieter with surgical masks and then it was up to 12 decibels quieter with N95. So I know not all of you are running around with N95s, but you also have to think about this in a hospital because most in a hospital have N95s and that's really detrimental to the communication in a hospital with these people that might have a hard time hearing anyway. Um, But then just day to day, three to four decibels is quite a bit quieter. Um, And this is science, you know, this isn't just us feeling like we're muffled or something. This is actually affecting our speech. So 
there was actually an article um, or a blog, I'm sorry, from Duncan Lake Speech Therapy. She wrote a blog recently that's on her website um, highlighting this study and she compared it to the speech banana, which I thought was genius. So the visual of that speech banana just basically outlines where we hear each sound at decibel and hertz level. Um, and she found that nine of our sounds are within this 2000 to 7000 hertz range. This means that these masks are affecting up to a third of our speech sounds, which is a lot when you think about it. So again, this is science, this is studied. This isn't just us claiming that communication is impacted. It really is impacted. And I think we're gonna see a lot more studies done of this. So although sound is a major communication barrier, as I just talked about, the other equal, if not bigger part to this barrier is that social aspect. I'm sure we all miss seeing people's smiles. I know I do. Um, and you know that that is the bigger problem, I think, with these masks. You can't see what people are feeling. You can't see them when they're talking. That's a huge part of social communication. So some things that you can do to help with that sound and social communication barrier are to over-articulate your words, so to speak clearly, to speak slowly, to speak louder. That doesn't mean you have to shout, but that does mean to be a, a clear speaker. And part of that is speaking a little bit louder so that you can be heard. Um, try to decrease background noise if possible. I know that's hard if you're in the store or you know with a group of people, um, but first of all, we can't really be with groups of people anyway. And if you're having a meaningful conversation in a mask, just try to decrease that background noise. Um, and then be expressive with other parts of your body, your eyes, your hands, just kind of be um, more open when you're talking with talking with your hands and things. And then just take the time, take the time to talk to people, um, take the time to talk to people even on the phone or over, over um, Zoom or Skype or whatever you have, because I really just think this overall social communication is negatively be, being impacted by all of this. Totally. And for the SLPs that are listening, I know in the June and July episode, or excuse me, edition of the ASHA Leader, there was a big article on the impacts that masks are having on communication, which is totally aligned with what Claire just went over. And so relevant. So definitely educate yourself on that, guys, because that's definitely a good thing to know. Yeah, it's so important. So the first thing that we're going to talk about and the first thing that you guys are going to need is to make sure that you guys have appropriate and safe PPE for yourself. So if you guys have listened before, you've heard us talk about Shield Pals or you've seen them on our Instagram, but I wanted to give you guys a little bit more information about them. So shield pals, you need two different things. You need a halo and a shield. So I'm going to talk about the halo first. Um, they offer a couple different kinds of halos on their website. They have like a pro version, which I think is around $45. Don't quote me on that. But then they also have um, more affordable ones that you guys can use. So both halos that they offer can be disinfected and reused. The halos are adjustable. And Shield Pals actually came out with a video to show you how to get a better fit, whether that means you need to tighten it up a little bit or they show you the appropriate way to stretch it if you have a bigger head and it doesn't fit. So check that out. It's linked both on our website and on their website. And they also make a youth halo, which, which fits children ages three to nine. And it has holes in it so you can easily differentiate it from the adult sized halo. I will say for the 
youth halos for the shields. They don't have designs on those yet. They're just the clear ones, but I think those are probably in the works. So all of the shields are one size fits all. They all come below the chin and meet the CDC guidelines. And like I said, for smaller children, that dental pal shield or the youth shield is often a better fit. And you can purchase decals to put on the shield. So it won't be printed directly onto the shield, like the adult ones or like the ones that we have been showing on our Instagram page, but you can still purchase those stickers, which I think is really cute. You can switch them say, out. How cute is that? Then they can do it themselves. Like decorate yeah. they want. That's so cute. Isn't that cute? So the other really cool thing is the shields are not anti-fog, but any anti-fog spray or solution can be applied on them without damaging the shield. And I know you've probably seen a lot of people talk about Dawn dish soap or Claire said she used didn't you use just regular? It, it wasn't it was just Dawn. regular. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be done. I'm not sure where that came from. If it yeah. was some advertisement for them, but yeah. I just have like the off brand dish. I don't even know what it is, but just regular dish soap, just a, fil- a thin layer on that. And guys that worked for me. I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but that worked for me for like an hour and a half. I had mm-hmm. no fogging on my mask. So which is awesome because I know that's a concern because it is covering your face. It is clear. A lot of people think like, well, what's the point if it's going to fog up or you can't see my mouth? That kind of defeats the purpose. So that's really good to know. Also, I feel like the shield pals don't, not trying to sway one way or another, but mm-hmm. the shield pals don't really fog as much as the mask with the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, the mask with the windows are really close to your face. So they're going to fog more. Yeah, that's I, true. I wore the shield pal actually, and I didn't feel like it fogged really at all and maybe people that wear it longer and um for for longer periods of time have Mm -hmm. problems with it but I really didn't yeah which is awesome so then you're probably wondering how do you clean the shield and according to the CDC hydrogen peroxide kills COVID-19 and it's completely safe to use on the shield you can use it as a cleaning spray you can wipe it down or you can give it like a bath and dunk it Um, Other disinfectants are also effective. If you have that alcohol that's higher than, I think it's 70%, don't quote me on that. Um, You can take a look at the CDC's website for the actual numbers, but that will also be super helpful when you need to clean it. And if you're going to order from them, they do want to give you guys the heads up that with tons of people needing PPE and lots of people ordering, their processing times are around 10 to 14 days. Ours came quicker than that. So fingers crossed for you guys. I know you never really know what to expect, but ours came quicker. And they are partnering with us. So we have a free shipping code for you guys if you're interested in ordering. And it's Let's Taco Bout Speech. It's on our Instagram and our um, website. So check that out. If you go on our Instagram account, and find the little highlight labeled Shield Pails. There's a video of me showing you guys the product, going over a lot of what I just said, but you can see it and you can see how it fits and see how it works. And that's probably helpful for you guys that are on the fence or need to be swayed one way or another. So we did another Shield Pails giveaway and we are so excited. This is our second one. We have more to come, which is awesome. They sent us a bunch of samples to 
let you guys see them and get involved. So we did pick a winner right before we started recording, and that I winner. Get the drum roll ready. Yeah, I'm going I know. To. <laughs> uh, next time. Yes. <laughs> So the winner for this week's Shield Pal giveaway is R.B. Miller, 28. So if you're listening, congratulations. Reach out to us on Instagram. If we don't hear from you in a couple days, we'll reach out to you. Yay. So exciting. I love these giveaways. Such a fun thing to like look forward to. And I'm so glad we're able to do them. So thank you, Shield Pals, for that. Um, So I want to say too real quick that most healthcare facilities at least will require that you wear a mask under these shields. I know ours does. I don't know about what the schools will require. So um, just make sure you know what your company or school's PPE protocol and policies are because you might still need to wear some sort of mask under the shield, in which case you might also need to purchase the mask with the window because Obviously, if you're going to have a mask under the shield, it kind of defeats the purpose of them seeing your face. So you really might need both of these things. Um, I'm sure you've seen these window masks by now, but they're basically just a mask, a regular cloth mask with a piece of plastic over where your mouth is so that people can see your mouth move and they can see your smile. So it's a really great option for speech therapists as it's obviously almost always crucial to our services for our clients to see our face. And I know that was people's like Instagram was blowing up and Mm -hmm. Facebook was blowing up with these SLPs that were like, how are we going to give speech services Mm -hmm. with a mask on? That's impossible. Um, So for speech therapists, especially if you can get one of these options, either one, a shield, a mask with a window, something where they can see your face, I think it's going to be very helpful for you as a therapist. Um, There's also though an overwhelming need for them. I just thought this was interesting um, to think about because we think we as speech therapists need them, but think about all the other professions that need them. So ASL interpreters or lip readers, so the entire deaf community essentially, audiologists obviously as well, they link with us. Um, Lawyers and judges though, I thought that was really interesting. Think Mm -hmm. about seeing witnesses on the stand, they need to be able to see their face. If their face is covered, how do you know if they're lying or what they feel about what they're saying? There's, there's so many other things um, I feel like and so many other professions that would really benefit from these masks. And then obviously speech pathologists mm-hmm. and people in schools, anyone that works with kids, it's going to be a lot friendlier to have a mask like this. So there's a lot of companies making these masks. At first, I was looking on Etsy, and there were there are a lot of cute and great ones on there, but they get pretty expensive, as I'm sure you've found if you've been looking for them. I ended up ordering one, and another problem is it took a long time. I love the mask that I got from Etsy, but it took a while to get here, um, and she actually ended up closing down uh, orders for like three weeks because she was just so backed up. The demand is so high. So most of these selling on Etsy are small business owners out of their home or whatever. And their demand is just too high right now. So it makes sense, but it's just difficult if you're needing something fast, um, as a consumer and you want it for school, especially starting. So we found two companies that we really, really love and we've formed relationships with them. Their customer service has been wonderful. Um, That is Show My Smile and The Hearing Spot. Again, equally wonderful companies. We love them both. Um, 
and they make these window masks. And they're both a little bit larger companies that are mass producing them more so. So both of these companies um, provide that bulk order as well. So if you're in a school and you're looking to get them for all of your teachers or all of your therapists in the clinic or something, uh, they would be good to go to for those bulk orders especially. So today we actually had the wonderful um, opportunity to sit down with the founder of Show My Smile, Amy, who started this company literally in April. She's my hero. She's such an she's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Like oh. she started this in April and she's just become a superstar in providing these masks because she already is opening up um, her own b separate business out of her home. And then she had these masks made in a factory in a different state. And she's just been a total rock star. So yeah. we absolutely love her story. And I think you guys will too. So this week we have a very special guest. Her name is Amy Becker, and she is the founder of Show My Smile, the masks that you guys have probably seen on our Instagram page and we've been talking about. So we're really excited to hear from her. Amy, thank you so much for coming on our show. Pleasure. So we kind of just want to hear your story, why you started making these masks and um, kind of how that came about. Well, it's kind of the convergence of everything I've done in my life for 59 years all came together at this point. Um, I have been a marketing maven for 38 years, working in consumer products and telecommunications, most recently in pharmaceuticals. So I know a little bit about retail products. And in my spare time, I love to sew, but who has time to do that? Right. Well, you have an epidemic and all of a sudden you have some time. Right. <laughs> so when... Um, I'm in the state of New Jersey and you know, we were hit early and hard along with New York City and our state was shut down in the middle of March by our governor. And so the first thing I did was run to Joanne Fabrics to get some fabrics to make pretty dresses because I knew I couldn't go anywhere and I wanted to do something fun. Mm -hmm. And I realized quickly that people needed to be sewing masks. Mm -hmm. So I started making cloth masks uh, with the pleats for I should also mention I'm a special needs mom. I have a 25-year-old son with autism. Oh, wow. um, so I started making cloth masks for the group homes um, that uh, are run by the organization that runs this day program because they were having a hard time getting PPE back in March. Right. Um, so I was just doing that, you know, to try and do my part in the pandemic and because I couldn't go anywhere or do anything else. And uh, it was early April that an old friend of mine well, she's not old, but we've been friends for a long time. Um, reached out to me. She's a sign language interpreter in hospitals. Because um, mm. hospitals have to provide language translators, and she mm -hmm. qualifies as one. Um, and she was having a hard time finding clear window face masks at all, never mind something that was a quality product. So she reached out to me and said, I understand you're sewing. Can you find a solution for me? The nurses gave me the face shields, mm -hmm. but they leave me exposed. That's mm -hmm. not protection. Right. So, so I played around, I looked at some YouTube videos, I saw what other people were doing, and I just picked the best that I saw and came up with our own design that is pretty unique because it's square shape and that square box holds the plastic away from your face so you can yes. breathe. And that's huge, I think, because some of the ones I've seen are against your face, which they instantly yeah. fog up. So mm -hmm. what's the point? Well, and you can't breathe. That too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, more importantly. <laughs> so yeah, so I came up with this box design that held the plastic away from your face. We call it the breathing room, right? And then we knew right away fogging would be a problem. So I went to Walmart and I found a product called Catcraft, 
which has its own story, um, <laughs> that is an all-natural, non-toxic, soap-based um, product that prevents fogging up. Mm -hmm. I've since been in contact with the manufacturer, and we're now getting it in bulk and shipping it with um, multi-mass purchases. Um, and it's a sanitizing anti-fog spray. So it cleans up any viruses, it's 70% alcohol, and it provides an anti-fog coating. Awesome. Yeah, so we've been selling, so, <laughs> so anyway, my friend who I was supplying these to, the translator, she said, you really ought to start selling them on Etsy because they are overpriced and terrible. So we started doing that. And I said, I would only do that. I didn't want to be a professional sewer. I said, I'll only do that if I can get some unemployed theater people to come do it with me and give them jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what happened. Now we have four kids that are working for us, kids, they're young adults mm -hmm. uh, who needed jobs. And now they're making money and, and being supported by the face mask business. We're selling them on Etsy. Um, we have our own website, showmysmile.com. And we're starting to, bake, to take bulk orders from school districts and therapy centers and bar owners who want their waitresses to show their smiles and mm -hmm. everybody needs a smile mask. Yes. So yeah, so we quickly, we quickly exceeded our ability to, to meet all the, all the demand. So we found a factory down in Dallas who has now um, reopened, all, all of their staff were laid off. Um, they've now reopened to make the smile mask that we need to meet the demand that we have. And so a bunch of people have jobs now and people are being protected. And my favorite people, speech therapists can, show their lips and, and work with their clients. And it's just been, <laughs> it's been great. Well, that's amazing. And I yeah. love your story and I love, can you tell me a little bit more about, um, I know your website says that you employ people with right. autism and those with speech and language difficulties. That's right. So as I said, I'm, I'm the mom of a 25 year old with autism. Mm -hmm. um, I have had the privilege of working with speech therapists for over 20 years. They've always been my favorite professionals on my Aww. son's therapy team. Um, so I've gotten my son involved and some of the um, young people from his day program involved um, in a supportive work environment. Um, we have them do simple things like collating our shipping labels and sticking stickers on envelopes and things like that. Um, it's, you know, it's a challenge because we want to turn out a, a quality professional product, but we also want to try and provide this opportunity for simple work. Um, right. for, for people that would benefit from the structure. And his day program is closed, so these folks have nowhere to go. I was just going to say that. So yeah. I have a cousin um, who is in his 30s, and he goes to the same kind of program down in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And obviously during the shutdown, that wasn't an option anymore. And when he right. would go to his day program, he would have, like, he would be able to pick clubs and groups and interests that he enjoyed. But there was also a period of time where he would do work like tasks, right? Similar to what you just said. So I think that's so important. Right. So important. It gives them purpose. And that's amazing that you're yeah, able exactly. to do that. It's, you know, it's not economically terribly beneficial for them because they're, they require a lot of support, but right. it's the right thing to do. It Absolutely. Is. And it was really where this started. Um, I didn't want, as I said, I didn't want to be a professional sewer, but the opportunity to create a business that would provide employment, you know, not just locally with out of work actors and so on, but also right. the development disabled and the factory down in Dallas that is now reopened. It's, it's, been a win-win-win all the way around. Yes, so. absolutely. That's wonderful. Well, and then lastly, you talked a little bit about that anti-fog spray, which I mm -hmm. think is very unique to your company that you provide that as an option because I haven't really seen that. And I think that's one of the number one concerns for people that are ordering these window masks is do they fog up? So I love though that you also talked about how the way that it's placed on your face. So there's two factors in play there, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. to make it less fogged up. 
Right. So I invite your listeners to come to our website and see our product itself, um, showmysmile.com. You can see the box shape and how the plastic is held away. And the anti-fog spray, as I said, we, we acquired from the manufacturer. Um, it's called Cat Crap. <laughs> and <laughs> the reason for that is um, it was first being manufactured for extreme skiers um, who take the Caterpillar tractors to the top of a mountain. Ah. Um, they aren't And so they named it after the Caterpillar, so it's Cat Crap. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> It was really important to us to stay made in the USA, you know, not to acquire toxic products from China. We knew that speech therapists and their clients, you know, would have this near their mouth and we wanted it to be natural. We use an unbleached muslin, um, non-toxic plastic. And the cat crap spray is, as I said, just alcohol, soaps, and tallow. That's all it is. So it's wow. non-toxic. Um, and it will sanitize the mask. Um, we recommend using it maybe once a day. Okay. Um, and it prevents the fog from, from building up you'll still get some condensation after a few hours. Right. Mm -hmm. happen. You it, know, nothing's as great as not wearing a mask. Right, <laughs> exactly. It's not going to be perfect. I was going to ask you that though, how long you think it lasts about like a couple hours, you'd say? A couple hours, certainly well long enough for a therapy session. For a therapy session, which oh, is yeah. perfect because that's what I've been hearing is the issue is that speech therapists can't even get through a session without it fogging no, up like a half no. hour session. Ours will last a good hour, maybe Wonderful. three hours. I've, I keep my mask on, you know, for hours at a time when I'm out. And, right. Know, maybe after a couple hours, there are a couple drops in there I have to wipe away, but, right. but the anti-fog property holds up. Yeah, absolutely. We recommend hand washing, um, maybe once a day, you know, at the end of the day, hand wash it, let it air dry overnight, spray it again the next morning, you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, I was going to say for all of our listeners right now, um, Amy was so gracious to offer us a special promo code just for our listeners. So if you go to their website and check out their product and use the code SPEECH10, you will get 10% off your entire order, and that is valid through August 31st. So make sure you check that out and definitely use the promo code. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Amy, for coming on and talking to us. What you are doing is so important for so many people, and we cannot say how much we appreciate you. Truly. Well, thank, thank you. And I appreciate it. appreciate us, LP. You've always been my favorite folks, and I'm so happy that I can do something to be of help. So. Absolutely. That's so nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Bye-bye now. You can find more information on Show My Smile on our website. And you can also use our code SPEECH, S-P-E-E-C-H, for 10% off your entire order up until August 31st. So make sure you check that out. Um, also, surprise, we're, we're having a giveaway because we also were able to partner with this awesome company, Show My Smile, and thank you to them as well because they provide us provided us with some masks to participate in a giveaway. So check out for that guys. We'll be starting that tomorrow on Wednesday. So make sure you look out for that and look out in our stories. Um, I will also be showing you the mask and kind of talking with it on to give you a little bit of a, an idea of how that anti-fog works and um, just how it looks on. So make sure to check that out. Which is so awesome. I'm so excited about that. Wow. That's awesome. So for those of you that are school SLPs or private practice or outpatient clinics, and you either know that you're going back to in-person services or you've already started in-person services, we wanted to take the time to share some tricks and tips for sanitation and cleaning. 
And I know how overwhelming it can be when you hear the recommendations of no hands-on materials and no groups and no this or no that, but you can use materials. You just have to be smart about how you're cleaning and using them. There are some things that you won't be able to use, but we are creative and we can find ways to make it work. So here are some tips that we came up with. The first is dry erase pockets. So these are amazing. I'm sure a lot of you have been using them for a while pre-COVID, but these will make hands-on activities a lot easier. It cuts down on copy times. All you have to do is slide the piece of paper that you're using, or I've even used a small um, paperback book and slid it in there, a picture book, and you give your student a dry erase marker and use it like that. Claire, have you used those before? I have, and I actually saw them. They they're a dollar at the on the Target target dollar spot. Yeah, and I actually it's funny that you talked about that because I just picked up three. I went to Target yesterday, and I have three. They have a bunch there, so they're cheap too, guys. Yeah, no reason. I ordered those a couple years ago, and I like fell in love with them ever since because I haven't actually used them, which isn't that crazy. I my grad student that I had last semester used them, and I was like wow, that's genius. I need yeah. to pick up the times. <laughs> Even cutting down on copy times, or yeah. I'm sure your school is just like mine and your copies, your copy or printer is always broken or out of paper and you don't have time because you're in back-to-back sessions or IEPs or whatever. So they're awesome. I highly suggest you guys check them out. We are going to link some that we found on Amazon. I think it was a big pack of like 25 or 30. So that is definitely worth taking a look at. The next thing we found was awesome. We saw it on Instagram through our speechy community. And I can't believe what an easy and amazing idea it was. So if you guys are going to play board games like Candyland or Shoots and Ladders, what you're going to need is Glad Press and Seal. And all you do is take the Press and Seal and put it over the board game. That way you don't have to stress or worry about sprays or wipes destroying the paper or cardboard on the game. It also, the wonderful thing about this and why it works so well is it doesn't have a super strong bond. So it's not going to ruin your game when you peel it off or you can leave it on there and disinfect right on top of the press and seal. And uh, like I said, you're not going to get that wear and tear on your game. That's incredible. I know. Isn't that so smart? Well, and then just be careful with the cards, like just you be in charge of the cards and show the kids so that they're not touching them, you know, just adapt. Yeah, for sure. The next thing I saw were little tiny, small containers. So I specifically saw these, someone went to the Dollar Tree. I think they sell them in packs of three, two or three. And if you're playing a game that requires dice, you put them in the small container. They have like the lock and lock flaps to go over them and have your students shake and roll the dice that way. It cuts down on cleaning. You don't have to worry about your dice flying and going off the table, which always happens. I feel like I'm going to switch all of my board games to this so we never lose one or can't find it. I think it's a great suggestion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so check that out. The next thing I thought of, which is so simple, but such a good idea, is a sanitizing or cleaning bin. So you're going to have materials that don't fit into any of these tips and tricks that we're talking about today. So for those, I suggest you guys get a bin or a bucket. They sell big plastic ones, again, at the Dollar Tree or Dollar Store. 
label it clean or sanitize and just start tossing those materials in there that you're using like hand puppets or bigger plastic toys if you're working with that early intervention population. So at the end of the day, you know that they need to be cleaned. You don't accidentally send them back on your material shelf and forget. You don't have little hands grabbing them because they think they can because they don't know. It's such an easy idea to just get those out of the way, off to the side, and you know you need to clean them after, which I love. The next thing is for sensory bins. So I know we talked all about sensory bins and buckets a couple episodes ago, and there are obvious germ concerns associated with these. So you can still use these activities. We just have to do them in a different way. And like I said, we have to get creative. So a suggestion I found, which was awesome, is you take all of your target items that would be in a bin and dump them into a gallon-sized bag. So if you have a garden or a bug bin, you dump all those beads in there, the bugs that you're using, maybe you have little target cards because you're partnering it with EET, dump them in the gallon-sized bag, zip it up, and have your students use it this way. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to touch the actual items because as you can imagine, cleaning individual beads or beans or bugs, that's going to take up a lot of time. But they can turn it, you can turn the activity into an I spy and have them, there's no reason they can't hold the bag. You can easily wipe that down after and have them mush it around and look for their target either words or whatever the activity is. I thought that was such a smart idea. Yeah. And same thing with bottles. So I saw one of our, another one of our speech friends, Nikki, she's on Instagram as passport speech. She just posted about this, um, the other day and there's these bottles from Walmart. We're going to link them because I bought three of them. They're a mm -hmm. dollar and they're just these plastic bottles, clear plastic bottles that have a really nice seal. It's like a sturdy water bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, and super easy to wipe down between clients. So if you want to put your sand or sensory stuff in there, um, you can still do those sensory bottle activities. So don't think you can't do those. I know plastic water bottles get kind of grungy and worn down. Mm -hmm. So this would be a really good, honestly, long-term replacement for those sensory bottles. Yeah. And I think the one that she had posted on her page was super cute with like the metallic wow. gold. It was, yeah, it was super nice looking cute. way better than just a plastic water bottle. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a good idea. And again, that can be easily wiped down, pop yes. that in your clean or sanitized bucket and you can take care of it at the end of the day. So the next thing that we saw and we've seen everywhere, and I'm sure you guys have, are the plexiglass dividers, or they're also called sneeze guards. They're everywhere in businesses now. It's probably another good thing to have on hand because after all, speech therapy means your mouth, like Claire said earlier, especially our, our articulation kiddos, and that means more germs. And I did some research. I found one that we will link on our page. I think they're worth looking into. I have seen a couple people also that have made their own. They've gone to Home Depot and gotten some plexiglass and some shelf brackets and zip ties. So if you're into DIY and you want to DIY it, that's definitely possible too. Yeah, I just used one of these actually in, in a val last week. And it was super cute that he did awesome with it. My client did wonderful mm -hmm. with it, but, um, he didn't quite understand the concept. This plexiglass as most of yours will have the little slot in the middle for us mm -hmm. to like slide pieces back and forth or cards or whatever. And he just like 
wasn't understanding that concept that he could give it to me there. So he just kept, he kept like getting up on his chair and putting it over the plexiglass to like hand it to me. And it was really sweet and cute. And obviously we don't want your child standing on a chair. His mom was right there with him. Yeah. So don't worry. But it was just cute and kids adapt to it. You know, it does seem weird and impersonal, but he walked in a little nervous, but by the end of the session, he was doing great and just put things over there. I highly recommend um, having their parent in the session for these because it is going to be scary with you with a mask on and a plexiglass divider and all these new things. So if their parents, there with them on the other side, it makes them a lot more comfortable. And if you have some fun little toys over there that they can kind of play with, I think it just, it makes it a lot less scary. Yeah, that's so cute that he was handing it to you that way. I love that. (laughs) So other than these recommendations, also just keep in mind that if you're doing any oral mech exams or working with a tongue depressor or a Z-Vibe, you're absolutely going to want to use gloves, which I'm sure everyone was using pre-COVID, but now more than ever, you're definitely going to want to have those. So try and have some of those on hand. And then other ones that I'm sure you're all thinking of and all trying to to find, I know I am, would be the Lysol or Clorox wipes, disinfectant spray, hydrogen peroxide, the rubbing alcohol, hand sanitizer. And another thing worth looking into is if you are in a school district, it's worth looking into your contract or contacting your principal or seeing what language is out there if you guys are able to wear scrubs. Because I know I've seen that in a lot of speech groups and posts and that's a concern that people are having and they're wanting to just like get their clothes off immediately when they get home from school, wash them like you would in a hospital. So I think that's worth looking into and seeing if they'll allow it. And there's no reason that they shouldn't because yeah. you're protecting yourself, you're protecting others. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good option to make sure you're not bringing germs back and forth between For your sure. home and your work. Yeah. So the last little thing we wanted to mention um, about our topic is talking to children or talking about talking to your child about COVID and about germs and about these expectations that will be in school and how different it's going to be. Like this is an entire new world for them. And I think it's really important to prepare your child, no matter what age they are, no matter what disability level they are. Um, to prepare them for what that's going to look like, because there's a lot of changes. So social stories obviously are going to be my number one go-to. Um, I will link this awesome bundle that I that I saw on Facebook. I just happened to see it. I feel like it came up as a suggestion on Facebook because yeah. Facebook listens to everything you search for. <laughs> um, so I think it came up as a suggestion on Facebook for me. It's from Autism Little Learners. And it's this whole entire bundle of these awesome social stories for different aspects of COVID. So some of these are, so just some of the um, titles real quick, you can look through them. There are literally probably over 25 of them. Um, How riding the bus will be different. Coronavirus, what is it? Distance learning, what is it? Um, How to video chat with people. That's awesome because a lot of kids don't have experience with that. Um, What is social distancing? how to get my temperature taken, wearing a mask at school. Um, why should we wear a mask? Mask etiquette. I don't know. It's just very cool. There's so many, there's a whole list of them and they're and all I like, resources. Yeah. I was going to say, I like that. It's not just like, this is what coronavirus is, or this right. is 
why people are wearing masks it goes into the in-depth like so this is how the bus is going to be different yes i should expect so to get my much. temperature taken and this mm -hmm. is how that's gonna look exactly and that's why i love that they break it down that way because there's just so much more to it than just what is covid okay you know what covid is but why right. do we have to do all these things kids don't know. And a lot of kids need to have that expectation. So that's very, very important. Um, Jenna Kirk from speech room news also just shared on her Instagram, um, speech room library, the book, what are germs? And I'll link it. It's the cutest little book. It just basically has these little characters and it explains what germs are in friendly kid friendly manners. Um, and then someone commented on that same post, the do not lick this book book, which is also the cutest. I don't have mm -hmm. it, but I saw like a preview of it. Rachel, are you familiar with either of those? It's really cute. The yeah. lick one. The lick one. I saw a bunch, a bunch of people commented like, oh yeah, that's the best book. I had never heard of it before, but it's super cute. It basically gives um, all these bacteria names. So it's like a germ book, but mm -hmm. it talks about what bacteria is and what it does. And um, it just makes it more kid friendly because we don't what we don't want is for kids to be afraid. We don't want them to be scared to go to school. I understand that we are afraid, but our children should not be afraid. They still need to learn. They still need to live and grow. And we don't want them. We don't want school to be a scary place. We don't want outside to be a scary place. So we need to make sure that they know what these things are, but also make sure they're comfortable. Um, so the last thing really then is just using language that your child will understand. So you know your child and what level they're at. Um, a three-year-old telling them what COVID-19 is, they're probably not going to totally understand that word. So use words that they'll understand. So even virus, they probably won't. I had a kid that came in and called it the sickness, which is kind of sad, but that's, that's what he understood. So he called, like, I, I would say things like, oh, make sure you keep your mask on, buddy. And he would say, because of the sickness. And I'm like, oh. yep, you're right. Because of the sickness. So cute, but he understood it and it made mm -hmm. sense to him why he had to be safe and why he had to protect himself. So whatever language you need to use with your child, just so that they understand, it might not be appropriate again, to use those really big words, but these social stories will help with that. So I definitely recommend going into those social stories and looking through those. For sure. And if you guys haven't um, taken a look at the speech room news, the live, specifically the library account, it's awesome. She posts so many super cool things. And just a little hint is that we might get a more in-depth look at that next yeah. week, yeah. which we're super excited Me about. Too. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, before we end this episode, we wanted to remind you guys that our Let's Taco merch is live and available. Mm -hmm. And if you purchase in the next two weeks, you guys get a free Let's Talk About Speech sticker, which stickers are so big right now. Mm -hmm. And you'll also get a scratch off ticket with the chance to win some PPE, whether it's a shield pal or the mask, like Claire was saying, with the clear window pane. Maybe we'll let you guys pick whichever one you want. So definitely check that out. There's a link for it in our bio on Instagram. 
And we also want to make sure you guys know that our resources are all linked on our website. So for a while, we were linking them on Facebook and we stopped that because it was hard to find and it was kind of confusing. But our website now, if you just click on the episode tab, if you go to our website, um, you navigate to the episode you're looking for and you find all of the links that we've talked about, all of the resources and education. So if you can't find something that we've talked about please let us know. We'll just send it to you. Uh, we want to help and we're here to help. For sure. So that wraps up this episode, guys. Thank you so much again for joining us. As always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And like Claire said, don't forget to check out our website, letstalkaboutspeech.com. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in Virginia or Ohio is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. And then Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast. So if you need just a quick way to get a hold of us, it's just let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com but you can get a hold of us on multiple other platforms too. But please let us know if you have questions or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. This was a great episode. And again, it's just so relevant. So I hope you got some out of it. And if you want more suggestions, seriously, let us know. Awesome. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.